Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin, going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rope. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Shane. I'm Shane, playing Alexander the Human Bard. And John. I feel attacked for having been chosen last, but I'm John, and I'm playing Elizabeth, Elven Monk. Evil. I'm sorry you feel attacked. You're not sorry. Don't lie. I, I'm not. I'm really, really not. All right. So the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, uh, you found yourselves in the town of Ashmarsh after traveling uh, through the forest between Mount Sunder and the city. Um, you entered the city and proceeded to uh, stock up on some goods for your long trip to Fadel. In that process, you noticed that there were throngs of people that were moving towards the town center. Uh, later on, Nifron and Alexander made their way to see what was going on, and turns out it was an execution. You also found out that there is a bounty now for Red Talons, specifically uh, you guys, and also a bounty on trying to find four artifacts of the saviors. So at this point, I think everybody except for Shane and Nifron have made their way back to the uh, Laughing Maiden where you were staying. And that's where you find yourselves now. Lulu, waiting on the other two. Yeah, so are we going to resolve their stuff first, or are we going to just do our thing at our bar? In. Sorry. Uh, well, uh, Shane, what are you uh, doing at this point? I'm just walking back. Um, I don't think there's anything particular that I was aiming to do from the last time. Um, went around, checked out the thing, figured out the thing was. I think I've accomplished what I was heading out to do. Not going to kill random people to sate your bloodlust or your dagger's bloodlust? I mean, not particularly. You don't know that. Should have stolen the execution's kill. I'm thinking you should experiment with the dagger. See how far it'll go to come back to you. I mean, will it just automatically fly back to your hand, or does it make you do stuff to go get it? Like, what what are the limits of this magic dagger? What does it really do? Whole lot of metagaming going on. Yeah. And? <laughs> Negative inspiration. <laughs> All right, so we're going to say that... Uh, Alexander and Nifron, they make it back to the end. I think at this point, I believe Talia and Juliet and Alunidas said they were making their way back upstairs to their rooms after uh, they were doing whatever that they were doing. And I think Talia had a, uh, a meal. Yep, they did. And she experimented with her coin. They did. Okay, so... Um... I'm thinking that we should all report back and make sure we have everything in order. So we're going to go around and knock on everyone. Yeah, I figured we're going to go knock on everyone's doors and bring us all together. Unless you're just hoping that we all sort of randomly decide to, you know, report. So we'll say that happens and uh, everybody gathers back in uh, Nifron's room. Okay, so do we have a ride secured? Tell ya. Um, we do. It's just going to get us across the river, but that was the best I could find. Uh, we have to get there first thing in the morning tomorrow. Okay, supplies. I picked up a whole bunch of oats for the horses and trail rations for ourselves. Uh, enough for, you know, several weeks of walking, because I figured, you know, go for the worst case scenario. 
Okay, excellent. I bought and sold a whole bunch of stuff, Talia. I only was able to find two leather strap things you could use, but uh, it's better than none. It'll be fine for now. I really need to find something for my boot. For your for your boob? Boot. boot. Oh, okay. Dude, she's only 12. Don't sexualize her. You're getting me titillated. <laughs> I mean, cleavage knives were a thing, but I don't think she has the cleavage necessary to pull that off Let's just not yet. talk about a 12-year-old girl's cleavage. Let's move on, please. Knives are for making cleavage, technically. That checks out. Cleave things. Yeah, the math checks out. Yeah. Okay, great. We have everything all together. Um, does anybody have anything else they need to do in the city? No. Uh, Alexander, are you going to say anything to anyone about what you discovered at the uh, town center? Uh, yeah, I guess. Let's. Uh, for in character, my dude's gonna tell them. Hey guys, so we I went down with a good old knife run over here, our family friend, and uh, we figured out what was going on at the church. Apparently they were hanging night uh, red talons. They have a huge bounty out on us and any other red talons that they find. Well, I suppose that was to be expected with the companions after us. And knife run's going to pipe in, but what isn't expected is... Apparently now they have a bounty out on for the artifacts. Oh, good point. That means we're going to be competing with adventurers. Yes, adventurers and the vanguard. Well, that's just annoying. I don't see much of a problem with that. It means they'll be getting in our way, cluttering things up, and possibly getting to the artifacts before us. Yes, but if we catch them while they're getting the artifact, they could save us a lot of trouble. True, they might uh, remove some of the obstacles. Yes, but Suel is a large place, and we can't count on getting there at the same time as all these other adventurers, much less the Vanguard. Well, we do have a large organization at our disposal. Maybe we could uh, dispatch scouts to the locations that we're aware of, have them watch, not necessarily go after the artifacts. Nifron's going to look to his left and look to his right, and then he's going to stand up and look underneath him and say, Do you see any scouts that we can send out? Not here, but once we get to Feydale, um, we'll be close enough to my monastery that we might be able to send out word to the larger organization. The Red Talons are located all across Suel, are they not? Yes, and that's a great idea. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm not... Okay, then. Have you been in touch with your monastery recently? I have not, but we are on our way to Feydale, aren't we? Yes, we would probably be any letter there. There you go. Um, perhaps you could ask the figurine a question. Uh, you know, is the monastery safe or something like that? Ooh, good idea. Uh, Alexander, it's in your magic bag, yes? Uh, yeah. I will. Actually, doesn't uh, Julia have my bag? Uh, yeah. I will hand you the statue from out of the bag. I uh, shake it a bit and turn it upside down and say, uh, "Will let's see, is my has my monastery been discovered?" I don't believe. When's the last time you used this? I don't believe it's been over twenty-four hours yet, has it? Oh, that's a good question. Wait, what? Did we use it? Didn't we rest? Wasn't the last time we used it with Juliet's parents? Yes, was that before or after you slept? That was. Before. I don't think we've slept since the cave, so... Yeah, we did, remember? We camped out. Sure. Yeah, we camped out and I, I tried to overhear a conversation. Alright. Yeah, that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember if that was bef- before or after you slept. We'll say yeah, it was before. Yeah. Alright. So, uh, ask your question. Has my monastery been discovered by the vanguard? Um, so you ask your question, and those uh, purplish-grayish clouds appear on the surface of the black sphere on top of this uh, silver elven statue, and they form the words, no. Okay. So once we get to Feydale, we can start trying to make contact. I may have to separate from you for 
it's rather remote. Or you can come with me. Joy, trekking through mountains and cold. I've always dreamed of that. But I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Well, I am being sarcastic. Oh. Apparently sarcasm is lost on Lunados today. Maybe you should just start doing inside checks to see if somebody's being uh, sarcastic to you. <laughs> now who's been a game? Okay, so, um, does anybody have any other business in the city? Let's see, Talia was going after a trip, or a boat. I was going after food. What were you going after, Juliet? Oh, so I just had some personal items. So you picked up some cash. Good for you. Um, are you keeping all those uh, healing potions to yourself? Oh, no, I should distribute those. Hmm. Okay, that'll be so helpful. I tend to pull I, down. I did buy some healing potions. Um, I have three of them. One is a greater healing potion, the other two are lessers. Um, the greater is Berry Blast, and the other two are Arctic Chill flavored. <laughs> I'm assuming you wrote that down and didn't just remember it. It is written down. Arctic Chill sounds gross. I'll take Arctic Chill. I'm used to the Arctic Chill. Oh. Monastery's way up north. Sounds good. I am pretty tough myself. Maybe Talia and Alexander, you want to take the other two? Uh, yeah. I'm usually not one to be in the way of danger, as uh, I can, but I will take them just in case. I'd, I'd love to take whatever one was very blast. I think Alunados wanted that one. Oh no, wait. Oh, I took her. No, chill. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, so you got a lesser healing potion. Um, Paula, you will get the greater healing potion. Sweet. Yeah, our damage dealer should always be on her feet. Yep. Alright, so um, around this time it's probably about uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Is there anything else uh, anyone wants to do? Are you settling down for the night, or what are you doing? Julia is going to begin writing with all that magic ink. She's going to be copying down some of the spells to her spellbook from uh, the file of insight books. All right. So um, let's say over the next four or five hours, uh, you're going to be copying some spells. Um, which um, spells are you going to be copying over? Like what level? Uh, they're going to be level two spells. Okay. Um, so if you're copying level two spells, I'll say you'll be able well, to. They take four hours apiece. So I have six level two spells, and so that means I can only describe one spell, but I know which one. It's going to be darkness. So. Okay. Give me a uh, Arcana check. Sure. Fifteen. So, not in the most elegant of handwriting, but still passable to where you can understand it. Um, you have no trouble, like, um, spending, you know, probably an hour reading through this and, and getting a really good idea of how the spell works. And then um, you're going to spend that rest of that time uh, writing the spell into your book, and now you have it. Fantastic. All right. Um... Talia, you, you want to spend any time with Abbott tonight? Yeah, uh, let me let me go back down there and see if I can um, see if I can do some training. Okay, so we'll say that uh, you'll have time to work on maybe one command tonight. I will do quiet. Okay, uh, give me an animal handling check. Nineteen. All right, so. Over the course of uh, about three hours and some multiple table scraps, Abbott has gotten the hang of uh, you saying quiet and him not barking. Sweet. So now that is something he can do. So around this time... Abbott crawling around on the ground. He was sneaky. <laughs> so around this time, it is probably uh, 7.30 and it's starting to get dusk. And Talia, uh, after you finished up with your training, um, you're heading out of the stables um, where you're keeping Abbott because they won't allow him in the inn. Um, you're going to walk around 
to the side of the building, and you're going to hear some shouting. Um, okay. We'll say you um, round the corner, and you're going to see out in the street across from the inn, there's a marketplace, and out on the street, you're going to see about five people most of them human and a half elf that appear to be like in their late teens yelling at a red dragonborn and a girl out on the street that's weird and then you're going to see um, one of the larger boys take his fist and is going to punch this uh, dragonborn in the face and you're going to hear him scream you're Juliet Archie Admit it, you're a red talon. And the dragonborn's gonna say, "No, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not sure yet." And then um, the larger team who's yelling that is going to uh, punch the dragonborn again and kick her as she's on the ground. And then you're gonna see some of the other boys grab a hold of the small girl and like hold her back and then you're going to hear some people crowds kind of gathering now and you're going to hear somebody yell call for the god so i'm a i'm a terrible person um i'm going to turn into a bat and fly up to our window um i don't think it's probably it's getting towards dust now i don't know that it's dark enough for that um <laughs> it says dim light but i don't yeah, it's dim light dim ish. I think dim is very clearly defined. It's obvious. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, take a look at it. So, uh, are you just going to turn into a bat out here on the street? No, no. I'll uh, I'll head back into the stables and uh, try to find somewhere like by Abbott where it's quiet and nobody's going to see me. I'm not just going to be like, and I'm a bat and have all of that attention on me. All right, give me a uh, perception check. 14? All right, um, you're going to see at least one stable hand who apparently is brushing down one of the horses in the stables right now. Doesn't look like he's paying a lot of attention. All right, I'll just um, see if I can get out of his line of sight, like head, you know, towards our one of our horses maybe, and then and then turn into a bat. I don't know how this works. Uh, give me a stealth check. Fifteen. So does she do like a magical girl transformation, like a twirl and like lighting up, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, not lighting up, but 100% I'll be like, and I'm a bat. Hopefully and, without like, the flame. twirl my cloak. All right, yeah. Danny Phantom transformation. So uh, you start walking over towards one of the horses and you're keeping an eye on the staple hand to see if uh, this uh, Boyd notices you and it doesn't appear that he notices you. Awesome. So yeah, I'll go ahead and, and try and fly up to our, our rooms. I believe I keep my intelligence so I should be able to find it. You grab the edges of this cloak and you polymorph into a bat and uh, you fly up to the room where you think uh, you're staying and you fly towards the window and you hit the glass nice um can I go ahead and hang from the top of like I don't know what it's called the sill not like the sill the the part above the like that's that the part of the window frame the upper part of the window frame I don't know how much it hangs over. That's the that's the question. Some of them are flush. Some of the windows are some windows are inset. So we'll say that you're like hanging from the soffit outside. Yeah. Uh, can I look into the room and make sure that I'm at the right one before I try to make any noise to get someone to open the damn window? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Give me a perception check. Seven. Um. You look in and you're not seeing anyone in the room. Cool. I'll just hang out here for a bit. Around this time, uh, everybody else give me a perception check. 25. 4. Perception is 11. Alright, so, uh, Alunidas, you're gonna hear a ruckus out on the street. 
and you hear somebody shout, Juliet. Oh dear. Uh, Juliet, have you made any enemies here in town? Well, specifically here in town? Shh, I'm busy studying. No, uh, I don't think I have. Why? Because there's something going on in the street. Somebody just yelled your name. Might be unrelated to us. Might not. Juliet will wave her hands and become, once again, a elven female. And uh, shall we go outside and investigate? I suppose we should. All right. So, uh, Lunados and Juliet, you're going downstairs? Yes. Lou, 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 just a couple elves. No need to pay attention to us. Uh, Nifron doesn't appear to be interested. Alexander, are you going down or are you staying where you are? I'll follow along. Uh, I'm going to glance through my spells as we go back and follow. So, Does Talia see any of this or was she at completely the wrong window? Um, she was actually at um, her room uh, with Juliet. So she's hanging outside of that window. Um, I'm going to say that... Um, Talia, you probably saw Alunidas enter the room and then Juliet get up and change herself into an elf and then exit the room. Damn. I guess I'll wait for them to come back. So you guys uh, make your way downstairs and you've noticed that the common room has cleared out of anybody that was in here except for uh, a couple stragglers who are looking out the window and someone who's standing in the doorway. Are you uh, making your way outside? I would like to stay by the doorway and just try and overhear what's going on. Okay. I'll join Alexander at the door. So, you look outside, and there's some guards that have started to show up on the scene, and there's a large crowd that's gathered, and in the center of this crowd, you see these teens, and then this uh, red dragonborn, and a little girl that's there, and the guards are saying, what goes on here now? And the team says, I got him. I got the red talents. I got Juliet. And I got I got that little girl, Talia. And you're going to hear the little girl pipe up. I've never seen this dragon born in my life. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the dragon born's going to say, and I'm not even a female. And then the, uh, the team's going to say, but no, this has to be them. I saw them together. They were conspiring outside this marketplace. And the guards are going to uh, give these uh, two a once-over. The captain of this guard currently is going to look at the team and says, Can you not tell the difference between a female and a male dragonborn? And the dragonborn is going to pipe up, Yeah, that's that's racist. (laughs) And then... uh, the, uh, the team's going to start looking uh, kind of a shame, and the guard's going to look at the uh, the dragonborn and the little girl and uh, say, do you want to press charges against this lot? The little girl's going to say, I just want my mommy. And about that time, you're going to see a uh, human woman come working her way through the crowd, yelling, my girl, my girl. And uh, you're going to see the teen that, teens that were holding the girl let go of her and she goes running to her mom and the red dragonborn is going to say yes I want to press assault charges against the lot of them the guard's going to say seize them and they grab this uh, group of about six teens and uh, start moving them along and you're going to hear the captain say okay break it up there's nothing else to see here move along move along and don't get wrapped up in the hysteria in this town I won't put up with a riot. The Vanguard really should have seen this coming. This is obviously what was going to happen when they put up a reward for such a poor description. Yes, well, I think the people they described are a bit more beautiful than the ones that they happen to find today. I guess so. Um, are you two saying this out loud to each other inside the common room? Yeah. Sure. So, uh, there's going to be a half-elf that, uh, turns to you and says yeah I agree with the whole hysteria thing but beautiful what's that all about yeah what's that about oh um 
I've, I've heard that female dragonborn are very um, beautiful looking, and that male dragonborn did not look like it. Maybe to a half-orc. Julia is just going to give Alexander the worst look. I suppose Alexander earned that, but... Uh, uh, sorry, Illuminados. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has nothing to do with us. I say we go back upstairs and get some sleep. Yes, well, I suppose that's enough action for one day. I guess everybody makes their way back upstairs. Uh, Alexander, yep. are you hanging out on the street or are you walking back up? I'll walk back up, lightly chuckling about the interaction between Alunus and uh, Julia. So uh, you walk upstairs, and uh, Nifron's hanging out in the hallway by his door, and sees you walk up and says, What was all that all about? Mob got riled up by the companions, started grabbing random people that matched the description. Almost. Well, barely. Huh. Let's make sure we're not random people. That's what our disguises are for. Wait a minute. Um, yes? Oh, never mind. I was just wondering if uh, you would be safe out there, Lunados. Hmm. Maybe I should shave my head or change my hair color. And Nifron says, you know, it's not a bad idea. Got any inks or anything that could change my hair color to a nice dark black or something like that, Julia? Um, if you want it to be stained that way for a very long time, yes, I have some inks. Uh, non-magical ones, those here. That's, uh, regular ink. Alright, then let's do that. Give me a nice midnight wash. <laughs> Maybe a man are, petty, too. Are they in the room, or, like... They're out in the hallway right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got ears like a bat. I do. I can hear you, but I I can almost guarantee you you're not going to hear me if I start squeaking and like <laughs> flopping and trying to make noise. <laughs> At least I assume I can hear you because I have bad ears. Uh, yeah. Give me a perception check. 20. Oh yeah, you heard everything that just happened. Even though you're not looking at them and uh, they're not even at the same room where you are. Um, I guess I guess I'll wait to see where they go. Your room or mine, Alunidas. <laughs> Let's go back to yours. You probably have all the girly stuff necessary. All it's I true. my hair. Yep, so Julia is going to mix together a concoction of water and ink to make a kind of dye that will not only stick to the skin, but it will also stick to his hair. So uh, you turn I'm him hoping into the standing goes well. I was looking for a hair rinse, not a not a skin rinse. Well, I mean, it's gonna get everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm gonna start like literally squeaking as loud as I can and flapping my wings. Okay, Alunidas um, and uh, Juliet, give me a perception check. Nineteen. Nineteen for both of us. Okay, so um, you're gonna hear this squeaking outside your window and at this point it has started to get dark um, but you look out and the candlelight the lamplight inside this room really doesn't get much outside the window so you're just hearing a squeaking I'm going to open the window need a strength check <laughs> no I'll fly, I'll fly in and turn back into me is that a matter of choice or is it too bright in the room for you to stay at bat <laughs> uh, I was actually reading it I don't think you don't need to stay in the um, shadows to remain a bat. Yeah, while you're in this, you can. I have to be in the shadows to be a, a, to turn into a bat, but I don't have to stay in the shadows to be a bat. At least that's how the info thing reads. I was kind of hoping you fly into the light and just suddenly transform back into a girl in midair <laughs> and fall to the floor. Holy shit! <laughs> Good thump. Talia flies in through the window and turns back into herself in the room. And I'm assuming at this point, um, Juliet has got her um, fingers in uh, Alunidas's uh, mousy long locks. More Auburn than mousy. Details, schmeetails. And for someone who's shipping these two, you're like, ah, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'm actually going to say, um, should I leave the room? 
why? I, I feel like I'm interrupting something. Just and I'm going to smile really hair. wide. <laughs> Make an Ludodos doesn't understand here. at all. <laughs> Natural 20, okay. So Juliet gets uh, gets your meeting. Well, if Juliet could blush, she certainly would, but she's already red, so... Well, I guess she's in disguise self, so that would work. Juliet will certainly take on that blush. <laughs> oh, uh, Talia, it's it's not like that. Uh, it's It really isn't. Not at all. I, not like what? I don't think that you have to leave at all. Oh, yeah. I... what? Yeah. What? Are, are you sure? Because I can. It's not a problem. Oh, uh, no, no. In fact, it'd be better if you stay here. Really? Does she need to learn how to dye hair? That actually might help. That would help her as a thief, probably. I... Yeah, you should stay. Learn how to dye hair. All yes. Right. Um, I... I am not here to fool around with the Lunadas. Um, we're here to dye his hair. I mean, if you insist, I'll stay, but, uh... If you need me to leave the room, and I'm gonna kind of like air nudge her with my elbow, <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I can do that. Meanwhile, her claws and scales are getting all tangled up in the hair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that'll be necessary. Um, we're just dying hair here. There's nothing more to it, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go sit on the back. <laughs> <laughs> around this time, uh, you're gonna look around. And Nifron is standing in the doorway, like leaning up against uh, one of the frames with his legs crossed, cutting up an apple and eating it, and just looks at you, says, awkward. And then he's going to turn around and walk out. (laughs) I'm not awkward. You're awkward. I'm going to yell after him. (laughs) Juliet, give me a... What would this be if you're trying to create a disguise for somebody by dyeing their hair? How good of a job they do? Well, I guess normally you, for to disguise yourself, it would be some kind of charisma check, right? So if I was doing it, it'd be a charisma check for me with him? Uh, um, I'll say either charisma or medicine. intelligence. Well, I'll go for intelligence. I was, I was thinking maybe it's a performance check. Nature, medicine... Because you're doing natural stuff to hair. This isn't natural stuff to hair. <laughs> it's definitely unnatural. There we go. <laughs> um, I'll let you do a uh, intelligence check. All right. Okay. There. I could have rolled worse. I have rolled worse. Um, uh, so 14. that's a fourteen. Um, we'll say that um, for the most part, you get it pretty evenly distributed through the hair. Um, it doesn't look extremely natural and there's like a couple of spots around Alunidas' elf ears where the ink has uh, transferred over but if you wanted to do something like uh, prestidigitation uh, you could probably clean that up well that's a good point I will certainly do that alright so you cast that spell and you get a lot rid of a lot of the uh, stray ink on his skin, and uh, he looks passable, at least from uh, if you weren't like right up on him. Which, of course, Talia would want. <laughs> so, look in the mirror. How does it look? Think. Try to do a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen. I um, noticed you know, some remaining blemishes, but I think they'll pass under most scrutiny. I think it looks good. Can I pipe up? Absolutely. Uh, should I also do a perception check? Uh, yeah, you can, uh... (laughs) Twenty! Twenty. So, you don't think that, like, somebody could be face-to-face with him and think that this, his hair looks natural, but, you know, at a glance, or if he had his hood up, or if you were a couple feet away from you, you would just think that, um, he was just had really dark hair but if you got up really close you could see like where the ink has stained his scalp underneath the uh the hair which doesn't look uh incredibly natural um i'll 
I'll mention what I noticed. Everybody's a critic. Oh, like I said, um, I won't really be able to get that out. Well, this is kind of a temporary measure. My hair will continue to grow, and I may have to start shaving my head. Why didn't you just start with shaving your head? Because I don't want to shave my head. It's really hard. It takes a lot of work. And you got to keep up with it. This will last for a week or two, and then I can decide what to do then. All right. Does uh, anybody else want to do anything tonight? I think so. Lunadas is tempted to go you know, burn something down to get revenge for the red talons they killed, but doesn't feel motivated enough to risk breaking his cover. All right, so you lie in your bed that night and stew about it, but you're like, no, nah, I could go do this, but uh, really, I really shouldn't, I really sh- but I really want to, I really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But you're able to control yourself. With difficulty, because I like killing people and burning things down. A little bit too much. So we'll say the next morning comes, and um, light starts filtering in through your windows, and um, you guys get up and maybe go downstairs and grab something to eat. Is everybody uh, recasting your disguises? Yep. Yeah. Okay, mark those Uh off your spell sheets. So, um, are you headed out to the docks? What are you doing? Yeah, we need to we need to get to the docks, guys. He's he said he wouldn't wait for us. And it's now first light, so let's hit the road. Yep. Kind of grab some bananas from the continental breakfast on the way out the door. Okay. Um, and then Nifron goes up to uh, the bartender and settles up, and you see him uh, hand uh, Marcus some gold coin. And then you head out to the stables and grab your horses and Abbott in the cart. And uh, Nifron's going to tip the stable hand the gold coin. And you guys make it out to the docks. Around this time, you're already seeing some boats moving across um, the river here. Talia, you are going to see the bolt, uh, the boats in the dock hand that you spoke to earlier yesterday evening. Okay, I will... Uh kind of wave to the party and head over to the boat. Uh-huh. Let's go, Buttercup. Alright, so you move the horses and the carts over, and um, the same person that you saw yesterday sees you approach and waves you on. Says, ah, right on time. Is this it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Alright, alright. Well, we're moored up here. Go ahead and start moving your carts and your horses on. I'm hoping they have a Derek handy to take care of the cart and possibly better go. No, his name's Paul, no Derek. <laughs> Paul, help move the cart on. This uh, guy uh, looks like he's in his uh, teenage years. Goes over and starts uh, motioning, motioning um, Alunidos to uh, start moving the cart forward. Okie dokie. So um, everybody makes it on uh, to this boat. And looks like most of the room is taken up here. Um, some of you are leaning up against Alunidas's um, cart or your horses to make room. You're going to hear the dock hand say, Okay, let's shove off. You push out to the Black River, and um, there's some oarsmen on either side who uh, you're like trying to move out of their way as they take the oars to move the boat out onto the river. You notice the current is taking you. Uh, a couple of feet downriver, and we're fighting against it. But after about 15 minutes out of here, you're able to cross and get onto the other side. I will um, go up to the the person who I was working with, uh, who I talked to before, and give him 30 gold. Wow! Oh, thank you, thank you. Safe travels, Tulia. You as well. So uh, you guys uh, make it off the cart. And you see that uh, they're starting uh, to uh, reset. They're taking the uh, the ropes that they've tied to the docks and the moorings over here on this side. Uh, they're taking it off and uh, shoving off of the oars and making their way back across the river. So uh, you've crossed the river and you're currently in this uh, small village uh, called East Crossing. Uh, hold on, let me bring a map. But they're on the west side of the river. It doesn't make any sense. Well, 
There's two sides to either river. <laughs> if you're on the west side, it's the east side, right? Alright, can everybody see the map? Yep. Yep. Alright, so where I'm pinging is where you were in Ash Marsh. You are currently over in East Crossing. Uh, directly across the river. Um, it looks like a staging area more than a village. Uh, it looks to be less than uh, 10 houses here, and they're kind of um, not ramshackled, but um, there wasn't a lot of care put into uh, creating these houses. None of them are probably more than 10 by 10, and they're made of wood and have some uh, thatch roofing. There's a large uh, stable um, to the north of the docks here, and also a big wooden warehouse where you can see that there's uh, some barrels and crates and some other goods that are stored there. And this morning it looks like there's about five large boats over on this side uh, loading up with goods uh, to cross the river back over to Ash Marsh. And there's also a small covered pavilion where there appears to be about a dozen people waiting for their goods to be loaded up on these boats and taken over. So is there a path over the mountains? Or are we going to have to go around? Give me a history check. 20. So 20. Um, and then Hannah got a 21. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess she's heard some things about these mountains. So these mountains are called the, uh, the Shadow Shear Mountains. Uh, it's a uh, large chain that runs from the basically from the top of the river to the bottom of the river here. You're going to know that there's probably some mountain passes through here, but the largest or the greatest pass that you know of that's most talked about is the uh, pass here to the north up by uh, or Hollows Point is what it's called. You know there's probably some other passes through here um, that would be quicker, but you're not a mountaineer and you're not that familiar with this area to know where those are, but you could probably really uh, ask around. And then there's always the option of going either all the way up uh, the coast, which might take you a little bit more, a uh, couple more days time, or there's the option of going south, um, but that would take you back into the desert. I said we follow the river north, take the pass through the mountains to west. Sounds easy enough. Yep, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Alright, so you start making out of your way out of town. You're going to pass these houses. To your right of this path, over on the side, there's a dwarven man and woman loading up a wagon on the uh, western side of the village. And as you go by, you're just going to see him nod to you. So, uh, as you make your way uh, out of the village, you're... Uh, so are you headed north? Yep. Following the river, we'll get the pass. You head north out of uh, East Crossing, and to your west, um, you're going to see some rolling hills that turn into these like barren, um, tall steps, and then these uh, very large mountains to your left. The closer ones um, appear to be, you know, maybe a thousand feet tall or so. Uh, but in the distance, you can see uh, mountains towering over top of those that uh, have snow on their peaks. After about a day of travel, um, you're going to settle down for the night, camp out. Um, nothing really happens. Um, does anybody want to do anything that Ooh. night? Yes. I would like to try to train Abbott. I don't remember what we said that he picked up over just our travel. Um, he almost has stay. He has quiet, and that's about it. Okay. Um, I will work on stay to try to make him, keep him staying. Like, try to get that, you know, so he knows it. All right, animal handling check. Fifteen. Um, for some reason, you're having some trouble with this. It may just be because of his uh, enthusiasm as a puppy. Um, but... You know, he, he gets it for a second, and then he pops right back up, and then you tell him to stay again, and he gets it for a second, and then he pops right back up. So okay. So, you don't know if you would trust that, <laughs> if, it, if you were in a situation. Fair enough. Stay is a tough one. It really is. Especially for a puppy. Uh, anybody else want to do anything? Uh, whoever has those books should start reading them. 
by the way. The I think manual we gave both of them to uh, Alejandro for some reason. Is Alexander going to use them? I don't think I merit too much from using them. What? We gave them to you, though. Well, okay. I think um, the bigger one. The health one, yes, but the, not so much the intelligence one. Yeah, as a bard, he focuses on his charisma. I think Hannah or, or no, Talia or Juliet should use the intelligence one. Um. Metagaming wise. In game, uh, I think it should be Talia. So that she can be awesome. Yes, you need to be taught all your ABCs. And kill two threes. <laughs> but I both mean, cast spells based on intelligence, right? Uh, yes, I do cast spells based on intelligence. So I think you should read that. Uh, the manual of gainful exercise, I guess, is going to be for uh, Alexander? The what? Constitution book. Yeah. Uh, it's not a constitution book, it's a strength book. Oh, it's Yeah. I would like the strength book. That would get rid of your minus one to strength checks. Sure would. Alright. You go get those gains, then. I will read my gains. So you settle down for the night, and um, you probably only get maybe about a sixteenth of the way through this book because you're settling down late. You think it'll probably take you about a week to read it? Yep. What about me? Uh, the same. Okay. As for the figurine, um, nobody has any objections? I will ask it about the boots of Feydale. That's what they're called, right? What do you uh, mean yes. ask it about? Just to make sure they're still located where we think they're located. Are they located in the tomb? Try and prepare before we get to the city and start trying to, you know, steal these powerful up. Alright, so what is the question you're asking? Are the boots of Feydale located in the tomb of their creator? So the clouds um, swirl again inside the sphere, and it responds, This is beyond my sight. Hmm. Well, I suppose that was to be expected. Useless GPS. <laughs> Turn right at Lillwyn. <laughs> Turn left at Favero. Turn left at the roundabout. Well, maybe we can figure out what's going on tomorrow. So you settle down for the night. You take your watches. Uh, everything's uneventful. You get up the next morning, eat your breakfast, and continue on north. Well, no reason not to. Okay. Yep. So after about the second day... Uh, you're going to find yourselves uh, up here where I'm pinging to the uh, right of the Shadowshear Mountains, but you're still following the back Black River north. Everybody give me a perception check. Thirteen. Six. Fifteen. Seven. <laughs> Damn. Critical fail and you still got a seven. Um... Talia, you are going to see some light smoke up ahead of you on this path. I will alert my fellow travelers thusly. Uh, you think it's probably about a maybe five, five miles ahead of you? Okay, so I will I will say, hey guys, uh, in about five miles I see smoke. Hmm. Do we think it's a campfire? Do we think it's a burning building? Do we think it's a dragon? What if it's all three? I you don't think it's like a forest fire or anything um, based on the amount of smoke that you see coming up? So, it, um, it, it doesn't look like a big fire. It looks like a, a smaller fire. Well, maybe not anything to be too concerned about. Let's keep on going. Cautiously. Alright, so you're going to travel for probably another 40 minutes or so. You're going to see as you get closer um, where this smoke's coming from. It appears to be the burned remains of a cart on the left side of the road near the mountains on the path. Well, that's not good. Nobody protects these roads anywhere ever. What is the good of civilization, I ask you? Well, you're kind of not in civilization right now. <laughs> yeah, we're in random encounter land. <laughs> My complaint stands. Okay, well, so if you pay everyone taxes. be ready. <laughs> 
if you paid more in taxes, maybe they could patrol this. If they patrolled it, maybe I'd pay taxes. <laughs> maybe have organized healthcare too. <laughs> All right, uh, are you continuing on? Uh, yes, unless this cart is salvageable in any way, shape, or form. It has cargo on it. Um, you'll have to get closer to find out. All right, we approach then. Uh, as you get closer, um, there's some. This cart's burned out, and whatever it was carrying uh, is now ash. Uh, you're going to see some uh, iron hoops in there uh, that held some barrels and maybe some nails that uh, were holding um, some planks of some crates together. But uh, what you're what sticks out is uh, as you get closer to the cart. Behind it, probably about 10 feet, you're going to see three bodies lined up and kneeling on the ground. On a level of like one to dead, how dead are they? Um, are you going to go look at them? Uh, I can't look from here. You, all you can see right now is kind of the bodies. Okay, I guess I will approach. Um, I'll approach with. They are probably on the scale of what was it, uh, alive to dead? Uh, one to dead, yeah. Uh, one to dead. They're like 11 dead. As uh, you see their bodies, they appear to have been here for a couple days, and the manner of death is pretty obvious. Uh, they were beheaded. And you're going to see their heads uh, probably about two feet from their bodies as they've kind of rolled down slope a little bit. It uh, so, appears to be a uh, three humans. Uh, there's a man, a woman... And a another woman who appears to be in like her late teens. So they didn't take the goods off the cart, and they killed the people. Weird. Uh, give me an investigation check. Twelve. Anybody else want to give me one? Alunidas and uh, Alexander. Like, yeah, there's some dead people. Um, yeah, Ju- Juliet uh, with a twenty-one. Talia had a fourteen. Okay, so Juliet with a twenty-one. Uh, you're kind of CSI, fantasy CSI-ing this thing. To you, it seems pretty obvious that these people were basically lined up and executed and beheaded. And whatever they were carrying in this cart, the cart was just set on fire. It doesn't appear to be like a robbery or trolls or some sort of animal coming out of the hills and killing these people. This seems like it was a pretty methodical execution. Can I rifle through their pockets? Uh, you can. I will do so. Uh, give me an investigation check. 17. Uh, 17. So, you are going to start going through their pockets and you are going to find two silver wedding rings that were on this older man and older woman. You're going to find a pouch on the man's side that has 40 gold pieces in it. And you're going to find a nothing really of value on the uh, teenage daughter, uh, except for like an ivory comb. Sweet. Oh, um, does the teenage daughter, uh, like what size does she wear? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so hard to tell with women's sizes. You know, it's a size zero for one woman, it's a size two for another one, a size eight, a size twelve. You know how it is. I do. It's entirely based on brand, uh, uh, on the like the brand name. That's why we wear leggings now. But I'm just wondering if she's like a similar size to Talia, or like if her boots would fit me or anything like that. Um, no, she's much larger than you are. Sure, grow into it. By the way, it's not fantasy CSI. It's just fantasy CSI. <laughs> hey. Um, I'll go oh. ahead. Does she? Does she have a belt on? Uh, she does have a belt on. She is wearing kind of this like um, um, blue, light blue linen dress, and she has a um, wide leather belt with a uh, bronze buckle. It's like one of those loop buckles. Excellent. I'll go ahead and take the belt. Okay. Anybody else want to desecrate these bodies? Me. Nothing for me or my blade to get anything from. Very dead. <laughs> Test it out. Like everybody walks away, and like you pull out the blade and just like, like poke one of them, Stab see what happens. Them. Okay. Well, while everyone else is 
completely dead inside and uh, is just going to leave the bodies there. Juliet's at least going to push them off to the side of the road so they're not like... You know, she's going to throw them on the burning wreck of the, the carriage. Oh, is, they're all kind of over to the side of the road. There's nothing really impeding it, uh, the road. Oh, okay. So they're like, you know, maybe like five or ten feet off the side of the road. I love how Juliet's version of not desecrating the bodies is throwing them onto a burning cart. Well, I mean, we're not going to bury them. That takes way too long. You could yeah, set them on fire where they are. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Wait, yeah. but then it might cause like a fire with the, the grass or something. Well, at this, at this point, the cart is just smoldering, and it's kind of oh, collapsed. Okay. So just kind of smoke the meats. We don't want that. Okay. Uh, uh, with your investigation check, you would probably say that all of this happened maybe like 18 to 24 hours ago. Okay, so recently-ish in the last day. Hmm. So whoever did it's still around, and we need to keep an eye on it. Yep, so that means uh, everybody's going to keep watch extra correct, extra, extra shifts. No, uh, just pay the fuck attention. Not bandits, not trolls, not wild animals. What the fuck happened here? Oh, well. Well, Juliet's going to set them on fire, so at least their bodies are not just kind of hanging out there. What do we know of any red... Uh, talent that might be around this area. They might have done it. Um, that would be a question for Alunidas. Alunidas, give me a history check. Two. <laughs> um, yeah, Alunidas doesn't know. What about Nifron? Nifron is going to say, This may come as a surprise to you, but I don't really keep up on the comings and goings of every Red Talons on this continent. That is surprising. So, so he failed his roll too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. All right, so let's keep going and keep our eyes open. Yeah. Currently, well, we could look for tracks around the cart, see if they <sighs> went ahead with us into the woods, things like that. Give me. Anybody can give me either an investigation check or a survival check. There's a bloodhound. Damn. 23. On survival. I grew up in the woods. Alright, so, Alinidas, you're going to start taking in this scene, and you're going to start looking for, like, tracks. What you see besides, like, the, the tracks that you guys made from the south, you are going to see a line that was coming from this uh, cart and some footprints, so you think that uh, the three people that you found dead were traveling north in this cart, and then all around this site, around the, uh, the bodies and to the north, you are going to see multiple hoof prints and footsteps and uh, boot prints in the dirt here. Altogether, you think there may have been anywhere from six to ten people who made these prints judging by the different sizes of the boot prints you think only two of them were probably on horseback from what you're seeing here the hoofs look like they came from the north and they left to the north so whoever did this a group of about six and two on horseback I wonder what that means they came from the north and went back to the north. So, as we travel, we'll probably run into them. Weird. I wonder if their uh, center of operations is up north. Wait, there was a cart. Were there any horses with the cart? You look around and you don't see any horses or their bodies. So, that explains why only a few were on horseback. Perhaps. I guess we'll get back in our way. Alright, so are you proceeding north? cautiously all right so at this point you are about right here on the map where i'm pinging and you're going to travel for probably about another eight hours um, when it gets dark and you make it to about right here um, before you have to stop and make camp for the night again probably uh, you settle down 
cook your dinner, set your watches. Um, nothing really happens that night. Uh, is there anything anybody else wants to do? Uh, I want to work on stay, but apparently I'm going to fail miserably. Uh, give me animal hand animal handling check. I, I did. It was an eight. Yeah, he's still not getting it. Even though your DC is getting lower, your checks are getting lower. Well, yeah, I, I don't imagine it's going to... It would take probably like a week of working on stay for an eight to pass. That would be my guess. Yeah, and plus you're dividing up your time. Um, you're reading that book too, trying to get through it, as well as uh, um, Alexander trying to read through those books. Juliet, is there any? Are you trying to copy down any spells? Uh, yes, she's going to try and copy down another spell. Uh, how much free time do we have? Because it takes four hours for each of these spells. Um, you're probably making camp uh, around you know seven o'clock each night before it gets too dark. So depending on how late you want to set, stay up. Um, plus, you could probably take first watch. You could probably get a second level spell in. Okay, yeah, then Juliet will do that and copy down uh, Detect Thoughts this time. Give me a uh, Arcana check. 17. Yep, um, you look at it and it looks basically exactly like what you see in the book. So you got that circuit. Uh, anybody else want to do anything tonight? Let's see, what sort of question could we ask this uh, Magic Gate Ball? Doesn't look like it's going to tell us anything directly about the boots. Are there enemies in the north? We may need to narrow that down a bit. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, there's enemies all around you, subjectively. Sure. Is north the best uh, path to wherever we're going? Uh, is that the question you're asking? I'm posing it to the others. Well, at this point. Um... We're kind of limited because it's either continue north or go back to East Crossing. We probably ask about Julia's parents if we don't really have a good question for him. Are there bandits on this trail? I think we already know that they're not quite bandits. Well, not wealthy bandits. We only have the horses they just stole. Yeah, but they didn't even take anything off the bodies. Uh, true, they didn't take any of the goods or money. So we know that their motive isn't financial, so we know they're not, they're not bandits. I'm fine with just going north, and we'll just see what happens when we get there. Keep going north. All right, so you wake up the next morning and uh, break camp, get some breakfast, and uh, continue north to uh, Hollis Point, which is here. At first light, you break camp. Um, you start moving around about 1 p.m. that day. Everybody give me a perception check. Five. 18. 18. You only get 11. Oh no, 11. I did get 11. I saw my... It, I saw the 16, and then yours popped up. I'm done. So, Alunidas and Alexander, as you're traveling up this uh, path with the, the river to your right, um, you are going to see a group moving towards you probably about uh, 100 yards away as they come over the top of this hill. I offer everyone to get into the woods. Oh, court. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're back down. It's too much. I let them know that there's people ahead coming our way. People are approaching. I am going to cast Disguise Self and turn myself into an elven woman. I will transform myself to look differently. I wonder if they'll notice that. Cast the spells, but are you staying on the road? Or are you stopping? Or are you moving forward? We're moving forward. All right. We're ready for trouble. You probably come up about another 40 uh, yards or so, and then you're going to see this group um, start moving toward you. And uh, you're going to see a man in full armor on top of a horse start moving towards you. There appears to be another rider behind him and about a half dozen people on the ground around him. They're not like charging towards you, but they're moving at a pretty good pace. Do they have weapons drawn? Uh, give me a perception check. Two. 
Uh, at the di- at this distance, you really can't tell. Twenty-one. Alexander, you would not see any weapons drawn at this point, but you can see that um, the people all around this um, man on horseback, um, they're wearing leather armor and appear to have, like, axes and swords at their back. Okay. I go and relate this to everybody. Armed and armored. I think these are the people who attack the other cart. Let's not be too hasty. They come closer and then stop about 40 yards away from you and the man up front on the horse in the armor raises his hand and bellows in the name of Arathus halt and prepare to be judged travelers oh boy and Not these guys and I think that's probably a pretty good place to stop it right there aww <laughs> <laughs> Talia's got that bloodlust she was gonna tell Abbott to be quiet it worked. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Want to throw hatchets? We got hatchets, and you can throw them at the hatchet throw. Bring your own hatchet or use some of ours. We don't care. We got big hatchets and small hatchets. We even have very small axes. Want to throw daggers? We don't have daggers. We have hatchets. And you can throw them inside our building. You can throw them at stumps with red circles painted on them. We also got stumps shaped like half-orcs because they are attacking us. But they don't have red circles on them. So come to the hatchet throw in downtown Asheville. We also have L, wine, and mead. People say hatchet throwing and L is not a good combination. But what do they know? We also have hatchets to throw, but no daggers. Hatchet throw. All right, hold on there just for a second. Uh, I've got some cats going nuts. Give me like a minute. You can have two. No, only one. There can be only one. (laughs) All right, I'm back. There was dapple fur all over the hallway. Apparently they got into it. I had to put Howard into timeout. Oh no! Are you sure it was Howard's fault? Yes, it's always Howard's fault. That that sounds like rank bigotry. Maybe he's just been, you know, typecast as the villain, and everyone else takes advantage of that. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, Dapple's totally framing him. Yeah, that makes sense. All cat lives matter. The music you heard on this episode was "Teller of the Tells," "At Rest," "Mist on the Moor." Grave Blow, and Prelude in Action by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.